0: Hello, all my nieces and nephews, and welcome to Auntie JoJo's Library. My library is open to all listeners, but it was specifically created for my seven wonderful nieces and nephews. Sorry to leave you hanging from last or yesterday's episode, Uh, We read um, the first part of a story all about how difficult it is uh, to deal with Aunt Susan. And now Aunt Susan has asked the sisters to prepare Thanksgiving dinner. She gave them specific instructions and told them to keep the McGinnises away and the McGinnises dog away. And that she will be back with her guests for Thanksgiving at 12 o'clock sharp. And so the way that we ended the story was everything was so merry, going merrily as marriage bells, then all at once, things happened. So let's find out what happened and let's see how Thanksgiving dinner went. Let's get started. In an evil hour, we went to the yard, window, and looked out. We saw a quiet scene. The McGinnis dog was still sitting on its haunches by the steps, just as it had been sitting all morning. Down in the McGinnis McGinnis yard, everything wore an unusual, peaceful aspect. Only one McGinnis was in sight, Tony, aged 8, who was perched up on the edge of the well box, sitting with his legs, singing at the top of his Irish voice. At... All at once, just as we were looking at him, Tony went over over backwards and apparently tumbled head foremost down his father's well. Kate and I screamed simultaneously. We tore across the kitchen, flung open the door, and plunged down Aunt Susan's yard, scrambled over the fence, and flew to the well. Just as we reached it, Tony's red head appeared as he climbed sincerely out over the box. I don't know whether I had felt more relieved or furious. He had merely fallen on the blank guard inside the box. And there were times when I am tempted to think he fell on purpose because he saw Kate and me looking out the window. At least he didn't seem to be frightened at all. And he gri- And he even grinned. Kate and I turned on our heels and marched back to the house. Halfway up Aunt Susan's yard, we forgot dignity and broke into a run. We forgot dignity and broke into a run. We had left the door open and the McGinnis dog had disappeared. Never shall I forget the sight we saw or the smell we smelled when we burst into the kitchen. There on the floor was the McGinnis dog and what was left of Aunt Susan's turkey. As for the smell, imagine a odor of scorching turnips and burning mince pies and you have it. The dog fled out with a guilty yelp, and I groaned and snatched the turnips off. Kate threw open the oven door and dragged out the pies. Pies and turnips were ruined, as as was the turkey. Oh, what shall we do? Cried Margaret mis- miserably. Excuse me. Oh, what shall we do? I cried miserably. I knew Margaret's chances of college were gone forever. Do, Kate was superb. She didn't want to lose her wits for a second. We'll go home and borrow the girls' dinner. Quick, there's just ten minutes before the train time. Throw those pies and turnips into the basket. The turkey, too. We'll carry them with us to hide them. I might not be able to evolve an idea like that on a spur of the moment, but I can at least act up to it when it is presented. Without a moment's delay, we shut the door and ran. As we went, I saw the McGinnis dog licking his chops all over their yard. I have been... I have been ashamed ever since of my feelings towards that dog. They were murderous. Fortunately, I had no time to indulge them. It is ten, it is a ten-minute walk from the Pinery to our house, but you can run it in five. And Kate and I burst into the kitchen as Laura and Margaret were sitting down to dinner. We had neither time nor breath to, for explanations. Without a word, I grasped the turkey platter and the turnip tourney. Kate... "'Call one hot mince pie from the oven "'and whisk a cold one out of the pantry. "'We've, we've, got, we've got to have them,' was all she said. "'I've always said that Laura and Magzie "'would re- rise to the occasion. "'They saw us carry their Thanksgiving dinner off "'under their very eyes, "'and they never shouted a word or made a motion. "'They didn't even worry us with questions. "'They realized that something desperate had happened "'and that the emergency called for the deed, not words.'" Angie, gasped Kate behind me as we tore through the birch wood. The b- borders of the pies, it, it crimped different from Aunt Susan's. She won't know the difference, I panted. Mary, cri- crimson. We got back to the Pinery just as the train whistle blew. We had ten minutes to transfer the turkey and turnips to Aunt Susan's dishes to hide our own, air the kitchen, and go back and get back our breath. We accomplished it. When Aunt Susan and her guests came, we were prepared for them. We were calm, outwardly, and the second mince pie was getting hot in the oven. It was ready by the time it was needed. Fortunately, our turkey was the same size as Aunt Susan's, and Laura had cooked a double supply of turnips, intending to warm them up the next day. Still, all things considered, Kate and I didn't enjoy that dinner much. We kept thinking of poor Laura and Magsie at home, dining off potatoes on Thanksgiving Aunt Susan was satisfied. When Kate and I were washing the dishes, she came out quite beamingly. Well, my dears, I must admit that you made a very good job of the dinner indeed. The turkey was done to perfection. As for the mince pies, well, of course, Miranda made them, but she must have had extra good luck with them, for they were excellent and heated just to the right degree. You, you didn't give anything to the McGinnis dog, I hope? No, we didn't give him anything, said Kate. Aunt Susan did not notice the emphasis. When we had finished the dishes, we smuggled our platter and tourney out of the house and went home. Laura and Margaret were busy painting and studying, and we were just as sweet-tempered as if we hadn't robbed them of their dinner. But we had to tell them the whole story before we even took off our hats. There's a special providence for children and idiots," said Laura gently. We didn't ask her to whether she meant us or Tony McGinnis or both there were some big things, there were some things better left obscurity. I'd have probably said something much sharper than that if anybody had made off with my Thanksgiving turkey. Aunt Susan came down the next day and told Margaret that she would send her to college. Also, she commissioned Laura to paint her a watercolor of her dining room and she, Anne said she paid five dollars for it. Kate and I were rather left out in the cold in the distribution of favors, but when you come to reflect that Laura and Maxie had really cooked the dinner, it was just, it was only just. Anyway, Aunt Susan has never since insinuated that we can't cook, and that is much well deserved. Thank you so much for joining me for the second half of the reading of this story. I'm glad that it did have a happy ending and the girls were ready to save the day, but I do wish that their Aunt Susan would have approved of their artistic natures a lot earlier. As for all of my nieces and nephews, you know that Auntie JoJo definitely approves of your artistic nature, your athletic nature, your silly nature, or however and whatever you choose to do that makes you happy. I will support you in any way as long as it keeps you happy and healthy and your parents approve. If you have story suggestions, I would love to hear them. You can email me at library at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram. It's at library. We will share some story, uh, story recordings so you can see what the studio looks like. We'll also give you a little sneak peek into our new librarian, Firefly. Um, and as always, I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you.